How many are glad when souls are saved? You want to say amen to that? Amen. 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 It's so good to know when people get saved, we get excited about it. Amen. Matthew chapter 22, verse number 14. Matthew 22, verse 14. As soon as you find your place there, would you say amen? Amen. 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 All right, good. Most of you are there. Matthew 22, verse 14. For many are called, but few are chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. Let's have a word of prayer. Lord, thank you so much for your love for us. I pray, Lord, that we would listen as you speak to our hearts tonight. We thank you for the great report of those that were saved there in Ecuador. I pray, Lord, that they would continue to grow, that they'd get plugged into good uh, Bible-believing, uh, preaching churches. I pray, Lord, that you would help them to grow in their faith, that many would come to know you, that families would be changed as a result of that. Lord, I pray that you would speak to our hearts tonight. Lord, we thank you for the privilege to know you. I pray that you'd bless this time as we meet together. Lord, challenge our hearts, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to ask you a question. I want you to think about it with me tonight. I want to pose a question, and I want to challenge you to look down deep inside of your heart. And at first it might be misunderstood, but I'll explain it. I want to ask this question. I want you to think about it. Are you a believer, or just a believer, or are you a follower of Jesus Christ? Think about that for a moment. Are you just a believer, are you a follower of Jesus Christ? Now, when we say follower, we could say disciple of Jesus Christ. That's what we're talking about. Or do you just say, I believe in Jesus Christ? I've trusted in Him as my personal Savior, perhaps. Or are you actually a follower of Jesus Christ in addition to that? You know, there are believers who have trusted in Jesus Christ as their Savior, and there are believers who have actually uh, made a commitment in their life to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Um, there, there are people that are out there that get saved, they get their ticket out of hell, they say that they believe, and for the rest of their life, they're just a believer. Nothing changes, there's no growth, there's no example of Jesus Christ found in their life. And I want to challenge us tonight to really stop and think, what are we? Now, it might have been some time in your life that you were a follower of Jesus Christ, a disciple of Jesus Christ, and now you look at your life and, and you got, you're challenged with that question to think of, am I actually following, am I a disciple of Jesus Christ? Are you a disciple? You see, being called of Christ is to be one of his disciples. Are you a believer or a follower? You know, trusting in Jesus Christ is a, a, a fundamental, but uh, the, the very beginning, that's where it all starts. That's the fundamental thing. We all start with believing in Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. It's the first step of a person's faith, but it is not the culmination of it. There are so many today that are in churches across the country that have trusted in Christ as their Savior, but they never grow. They never become a true follower or disciple of Jesus Christ. 
You see, our primary purpose is to take a lifelong journey following the Lord's footsteps. That's, that's what our goal ought to be. When I became a child of God, when I was born again, made, made alive spiritually, that was the beginning of what was to continue in my life. It was not the end of. In your life, are you continuing to grow? Are you continuing to be more and more like Christ? You see, our primary purpose is to take this lifelong journey of following the Lord's footsteps of honoring Him with our actions, of honoring Him with their speech, and always increasing in biblical wisdom. I want to stop for just a moment and ask you the question, have you increased in your biblical wisdom this week? This past week, the last seven days? Have you increased in your biblical wisdom? Have you grown closer to the Lord? Would you say that you're a little bit more like Christ today than you were last week? Would you say that he has made a change in your life in this past week? Because if you've come in contact with him, it can't help but make an impact on your life. We can't say that I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, but I'm exactly the same way I was seven days ago. I'm exactly the same way I was 30 days ago. And I'm certainly, you can't say it if you've been the same as since the day you got saved. I got saved in 1975, I became a believer. The question is, are we a follower? Tonight I'm pretty much preaching to people that have, have a public profession. That doesn't mean that everybody here is saved. I don't know, but most everybody here at least says publicly that they're a child of God and on the way to heaven. My question, though, is this. Okay, so you're born again. You're a believer. Are you a follower of Jesus Christ? Is it evident in your life? You see, Jesus defined true Christians as those who prove their love for him by keeping his word. What is his word? The word of God. Whether we are really are a follower of Jesus Christ is determined by what we do with the word of God. In John 14, 23, Jesus said this. He said unto them, if a man love me, he will keep my words and my father will love him and will come unto him and make our abode with him. Some strong words here. Do we listen to the Word of God? Do we obey the Word of God? You know, when it comes to obeying God, there really are only two responses. It's either I will obey God or I won't. It's one or the other. Either I'm going to obey or I'm not going to do it. You see, it all comes down to a choice. It came down to a choice for you whether you would trust in Christ as your personal Savior, whether you would believe on Him, and trust in the finished work there in Calvary's cross. You either will or you won't with that. But then every day of our life as we are being a follower of Jesus Christ, a disciple of Jesus Christ, we are make this, making decisions all the time regarding the Word of God, whether we're going to do it or we're not going to do it. Two responses. I will or I won't. You know, it's tempting to say, I will, but. I will, but it reminds me of when Jesus was talking to some that wanted to be his disciple. They gave him the roundabout answer, and they would, but they would follow Christ. But, for instance, Luke 9 59, it says, And he said unto another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. And you might say, Well, that's terrible. He ought to go be able to bury his father. That's not even the point. The point is, he wasn't willing to follow Christ no matter, no matter what the cost. And the question for us today is, are we really a follower of Jesus Christ? Or is it, Lord, I'll follow you, but. Lord, I'll be faithful to you, but. Lord, I, I, I want to get into your word and read it and follow it, but. 
You fill in the blank. What do we do with our time, our talent, our treasure? Lord, I would do this, but. Lord, I'll serve you, but. You see, that's not even, that's just a roundabout answer of saying what to God. When we say that, I'll do this, but. What, what is that a roundabout answer to God saying what? No, exactly. It's just saying no. We can sugarcoat it any way we want. But when it comes right down to it, all we're saying to God is there's something else that's more important than following you. Followers remain faithful to the Lord's plan, whether it's going to be easy or not. You know, being a follower of Christ isn't going to always be easy. Being a follower of Christ is going to cost you something. It's going to cost us something. Not only that, a person that is a follower of Jesus Christ, they proclaim him both during the times of blessings in their life and the times of calamity or difficulties in their life. People are going to see in your life that no matter what, that God is being glorified, that you're lifting up God, that you, you are lifting him up and you're proclaiming him. And, and, and you know what? And a person that truly is a follower of Jesus Christ is going to follow him no matter what is ahead of them, no matter what the cost, no matter what they're going to have to walk through. They truly say, where he leads me, I will follow. It's not just a song we sing. It's just something that we ought to have within our hearts. And when I say this, this is a challenge to every single person here tonight. This is a challenge to me, a challenge to you. Are we truly a follower of Jesus Christ? Are we willing to pay the price? You see, followers pursue the Lord because they know that the reward is deeper, more passionate relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. A deeper, more passionate relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me ask you once again, how is your relationship with Jesus Christ? We always talk about knowing Jesus Christ as our Savior is not about a religion, but about a what? How's your relationship? How well do you know the Lord? How much do you love him? challenge to us tonight you see a person that is a follower of jesus christ a disciple they're not waiting for eternity's future they're not waiting till they get to heaven they're not waiting till they they're, they're going to be in heaven to be able to enjoy that no they understand that eternity started that that right now the moment you trusted in christ as your savior listen you, the, the, it began at that moment and as you're going in this journey of your life following the Lord Jesus Christ, you're walking down that righteous path that's set before you, you realize that God has a purpose for you right now, and you are sold out for that cause. Back to our verse we looked at tonight, Matthew twenty-two fourteen says, For many are called, but few are chosen. The call has gone out. It's gone out. It's still going out. And if you are being called to Christ, you're being called away from sin. You're being called to Him. And for a moment, I want to step over here and I want to talk to perhaps the, the, the people that might be here tonight that have never answered the call for salvation, have never come to know Christ as their personal Savior. Listen, the call goes out to you tonight and God is calling out to you. And God is saying that you need to walk away from the direction that you're headed in and repent of the sin of unbelief in your life and turn to God and trust in Him as your personal Savior. The call has gone out the question is will you or won't you accept him that's where it starts that's not where it ends 
That's just the beginning of a walk, a, a beginning of a life that we have that's different than what we used to have. When a person gets saved, old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. There's a transformation that takes place in our life, and there's a daily decision that we make to follow after Him. You know, there's some that take their call seriously. They are the ones who take the time to hear from God. They are the ones that want to be led by God. They're the ones that choose to do something for the glory of God, for the kingdom of God. The call's gone out. The call is going out even still today. And comparatively few will actually follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Many are called, but few are chosen. God calls, but very few answer that call. You know, Jesus made it clear that there was a price attached to being his disciple. In Luke chapter 9, I want you to go ahead and turn there. Look, turn to Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9, look at verse number 23. <clears throat> Notice what he said unto them. Familiar passage, most of you know it. I want us to see it once again. He said unto them, if any man will come after me, in other words, follow me, be my disciple. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Now what does that mean to you? Take up his cross. A lot of times when you're reading in the Bible, it's really good to put yourself in the position of who's being spoken to. Put, put yourself in the place of what's going on in that, that conversation. Think about this now. Jesus Christ is speaking to his disciples and he is telling them about a cross. Anybody here ever seen somebody nailed to a cross, crucified on a cross? Anybody? I've never seen it. I've never seen it in real life. These men did. Can you imagine thinking about that? When Christ said that, it had to provoke an emotion, a response of what they saw with their eyes. Perhaps somebody they loved, somebody they knew dearly, somebody that, I mean, the thought of being crucified was a horrific death, something that they, they would have known very well. They used it as a public display. And these people, they would have remembered the sounds that went with that. You ever had a very bad event happen in your life when you remember sights and sounds, perhaps smells, all your senses? I mean, you can remember something that happened. You go back to it. I can look at things in my life, and I remember some of those things. Can you imagine remembering when Christ talks about this cross, remembering somebody being hung up on that cross, and the cries and the screaming? And Jesus, he says, take up, take up his cross daily and follow me. He's calling them to an extraordinary life. Something that had to have been hard for them to process. There probably was a long pause before one of the twelve was able to speak. I mean, if you were there and you were listening to the conversation, perhaps it would be something like this. Man, first of all, you asked me to leave my business. You tell me to leave my family to follow you and learn from you. And now you're telling me that I'm gonna, you're going to die and you want me to follow in your footsteps. Don't you think you're asking a bit too much? Hmm. You don't think they would have thought things like that? Look at the response that they had in other times and how they, how they responded even when Jesus said he was going to die. They, they would, didn't want him to even talk about it. And then we see verse number 24. Here we see what sounds like double talk. Look at it. 
For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. I mean, that's difficult to understand too. How could someone save his life by losing it? How? You know, that answer would come in time. They would understand it better as time went on. As time came, as they saw Jesus Christ, how he died for them, they saw the true significance of his words become reality to them. In time, the confusion would disappear. They would experience the exhilaration of giving their lives totally for the cause of Christ. Yes, they would be bearing cross. Yes, they would be following Christ. And yes, they went through times when they weren't following as they should. And they had to make a decision. It cost them everything. And so I come back to the question tonight for us, and the challenge to us is, are you just a believer in Christ? Or are you a follower of Jesus Christ? Are you a disciple of Jesus Christ? Some have been called. Some are being called to Christ even tonight, I believe. It might be that God is speaking to your heart about trusting in Him as your personal Savior. Maybe tonight God's speaking to your heart because when you look at your life, you say, you know what? I'm not following as I should. I'm not growing as I should. What are we living for? What are we obeying? Are we reading the Word of God and obeying the Word of God? Remember, those of you being called to Christ are being called from sin, away from sin, whether that be for repentance unto salvation or whether that be for repentance because you're not in your life where you should be as a child of God. You're not a disciple of Jesus Christ. You're a believer. You say, yes, I believe Jesus died for me. I believe He rose again. I believe I'm going to heaven. But what are you doing right now as a disciple of Jesus Christ? It's something that's visible. It's something that's real. It's something that you see. When a person comes to know Christ as their personal Savior, they're a new creature. There's a change that takes place. There ought to be desire to get into the Word of God, to study God's Word, to be obedient to the Word of God, to listen for God's direction in His Word, and then do it. Then do it. And then expect that God is going to work in your life and God is going to use you. Souls will be saved. Lives will be changed. God is going to work in your life. And God, He has chosen us. God has chosen you to do something amazing. Do you realize that? That there's things that God can use and do in your life that He can't do in my life. Now, I'm not talking about salvation. We can lead people to Christ. But there might be people that God will use you if you'll let Him to lead people to Christ. God will use you in a way that perhaps I could not. God will use you perhaps to be that, that mom or dad that raises that young person as you are a disciple of Jesus Christ. That young person follows in your footsteps and follows Christ as you follow Christ. And, and then that young person perhaps, listen, we don't know that we don't have one of the greatest missionaries of our time sitting right here right now. One of the greatest preachers perhaps. God can use us but I know for absolute certain, though, God wants to use us and God is calling us. And the question is, will we or won't we answer the call? Let's all stand with our heads bowed and eyes closed as we pray.